Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Zero, season four, episode five. I'm your host today, Jenna Anderson. Joining me today is Aaron Perrine. Going on, everybody. We got Nicole Drum. Good morning, everyone, or whatever time it is where you are. And we have Jamie Jarak. Good morning in my time, for sure. Hello. <laughs> Feeling that early morning. We we still appreciate your sacrifice waking up early for the show. <laughs> Um, so we have a lot of news to break down today, a lot of stuff to talk about. We have some Thunderbolts news, we have some El Muerto news, we have Madam Web stuff, so much to, so much to break down. So we will just uh, get started. Um, first and foremost, there's been a lot of Thunderbolts updates since we last did a normal episode of this show. It feels like it's been a lifetime since this first cast was announced, but uh, reports have indicated that Lewis Pullman will be replacing Stephen Young in the in his role in Thunderbolts, which is Sentry as Robert Kirkman has confirmed um, via podcast appearances and stuff. Um, so how do we feel about this casting first and foremost? Because I know we've debated the century recasting every single week on this show. I, I, I like that. It's someone who's not like as famous, even if it is a Nepo baby, because I, I really like Lewis Pullman in uh, Maverick. And I also uh, love his father so much. I'm such a Bill Pullman fan. So I'm like, Let's see what he can do. Uh, I think it is an interesting uh, switch, but we'll see. I'm kind of with Jamie on that. I was very surprised by the casting, but again, big fan of his dad. So I'm very curious about this, but I'm going to be honest at this point until I see the movie on the screen in the theater, I have trust issues. I am. Mm -hmm. you, you could tell me that a ham sandwich is going to play Sentry at this point, and I'm like, mm, <laughs> until I see the ham sandwich on the screen, I'm not buying it. Aaron, how do you feel about it? I gotta have to defer to y'all judgment because, like, I, I obviously I made a joke when we were post show last week. Only thing I paid attention to was uh my boy. Uh, what's his? What's the boy that plays Joaquin Torres in Falcon Soldier? What's his name? Danny, or, uh, Danny, yeah, Danny Ramirez. Yeah. All yeah. I paid attention, I was like, "Wow, my guy, my guy got jacked for this movie." <laughs> so I didn't remember anything else from Maverick. I don't remember no plot. I remember them playing football on the beach, and that was about it. So hopefully, hopefully he's fine. I mean, there's a lot of stuff unknown about like this whole movie. So we'll see. We'll see how my man looks. Can he wear yellow? Sure. Then fine. Absolutely great. <laughs> 10 out of 10. I agree with all of y'all. I've I've heard very good things about his role in like lessons in chemistry. I, I I did like him in Top Gun, even though he's he's not necessarily the most prominent of the new people that are in that movie. So I'm I'm very optimistic. And like Jamie said, I'm a huge fan of his dad. So here's hoping that this works out. I'm just happy we're at the point where we have a recast and we can stop debating it on our show because I felt like that could have gone on forever. 
Um, and then more casting news for Thunderbolts has dropped this week. Uh, earlier this week, it was announced that Io Ediberry of The Bear uh, has exited Thunderbolts due to scheduling conflicts. And uh, Geraldine Viswanathan of Blockers and Miracle Workers is now replacing her. Uh, Geraldine had a very, very good reaction to this news. She posted on her Instagram stories. Thank you to my friend Io for being too booked. Um, so we love her for that. That's, that's just a great sentiment. Um, how do we feel about this recasting? Honestly, um, I don't hate it because Geraldine was so great in Miracle Workers. Like, I don't know who else saw that, but that show was awesome. And I'm here for it. I'm just happy to see it. And I'm down. Like, I'm sad that we're not getting what we were originally told, but I understand why. Because like you said at the top, like, I feel like we got the original casting for this like four lifetimes ago. It, it, I'm understandably at this point, people's lives and schedules have changed. Stuff is going to change, but I am happy with this replacement. And I think it's a, I think it's a good one. I think, I think she is going to do as much of an awesome job as the original choice. Jamie, I know you had a very eloquent tweet on the matter, so oh, I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, uh, I, I think Geraldine was great in Blockers. I haven't seen Miracle, Miracle Workers, so I'm sure she'll be great. I, I think it's one of the things where, like, it's disappointing that Io's not going to be in it just because we everyone loves her and she's having her big moment. And I also feel like you, Jenna, made a good point, uh, which is like, now it's a time for her to maybe a bigger role we can get her to, which I think is like, possible, but I, I actually, though, don't foresee that happening. Just based on... How, like last year she was in like 15 things <laughs> like it's crazy like she was in so much and i i i could foresee her not uh taking a bigger role in this franchise i also though do want to point out where because i saw a lot of people like well that role was too small for her i mean i think in marvel there's no small parts because just think about what like darcy and jimmy and how those roles started and when you love when they love an actor so much they will find more space for them and i hope that that's what happens with uh geraldine maybe she's that's going to be um a huge character going forward we have no idea so uh i'm, I'm like yeah it's a bummer but it's also fine Aaron, how about you? Uh, you know, I had her pegged as a first ballot Jimmy Chan All-Star where she's going to be five people. So <laughs> I'm sad that we don't get my first punch on the buy one roll, get 10 free card for being four different people in this thing. But uh, it is it is fine. Also, just for Miracle Workers, that was really fun. I'm, I'm really sad. They're not doing it anymore, which I was like, we sat through like five episodes without meaning to one evening here at the house. And I was like, this has always been really solid. It's going to be weird not to scroll past mm -hmm. TBS and like see it on all the time. Just see Daniel Radcliffe looking kind of scruffy on my TV. <laughs> um, so that, and I'm sure y'all doing a good job. Um, and they're saying that it's probably like a smaller role. So the thing with the strikes and the thing with scaling down, you're going to get stuff pushed. And when people get busier or they have other, co like, you know, other contractual obligations, they're not going to be there. So and we move on, you know? Absolutely. I, like, I tweeted about this. I honestly was waiting for this to happen after the whole Century thing and Stephen Young exiting, because especially when Io just won an Emmy, like, I feel like she, mm -hmm. she is going to be booked. She is going to be busy. And I totally was expecting that she might not be able to sign on for this movie in the way that she had pre-strikes. So... It is sad, but I do, I like to Jamie's point, I do think she could still be in the superhero space in some capacity, whether it is just kind of like a civilian role that she absolutely carries or she plays like a costume character. We would win either way, but I do think we are winning with Geraldine because Blockers was hilarious. She's so good in that. Um, 
I want to add, I think I, some people are speculating, like, does this mean the script is bad? So many people are leaving. <laughs> it's the strikes, guys. It, yeah. It's it's absolutely because yeah. the strikes pushed back production. I I wouldn't, they're in a different universe. This would absolutely be red flags for sure. Like, what is going on with this movie? But it's just, they, you know, there's, it's scheduling. There are people mm-hmm. who had plans to make movies this time and Thunderbolt was supposed to be finished. It's that simple. I, I wouldn't look too into it uh, as being a, a negative to the film itself. Absolutely. I think like we, we've talked about the Nia DaCosta thing on this show of how she had a project that kept getting pushed back because of the Marvels and how at a certain point she had to just go work on that project. And then that got spun into something that it wasn't. So I don't blame anyone, especially in these big franchises, for having that kind of situation and needing to step away, because I'd rather you do that than have it be like this whole drama way after the fact. Um, I so- actually had the quote up in the background yeah. like was reading it and i was like yeah this is the exact same thing it's like yeah. i signed mm-hmm. up for a two-year process and then it became three and a half and i have to leave like yes yep it is what it is contracts are what they are and mm-hmm. there's usually a certain amount of wiggle room and they you have a certain amount of extensions and at that point you have to you have to comply with the contract or there are rep, you know the ramifications for that and so you got to do what you got to do Absolutely. So on that topic, uh, one subject of debate that the internet has, I feel like has been having for the better part of this past year, is Ghost actually in Thunderbolts anymore? Because there are some reports on the Lewis Pullman and the Geraldine News that have basically listed Hannah John Kamen among the cast, and there are some that have, have not. Um, and this has kind of been a thing over, like I said, over the past year of people kind of wondering, did she somehow get removed from the movie? Is she still involved with the movie? How do we feel about this? And do you want her in the movie? I think based on a uh, topic top talking point you're going to bring up next, uh, I think she is in the movie. Uh, I'll leave that as a little teaser for Jenna's next drop. Uh, but uh, I I do think she is. And I don't, I, on one hand, it's like, I don't really care either way, super duper, but I do think it'd be cool. I, I really do think like to tie back into Ant-Man and the Wasp, a character like that, uh, she was so good in that movie and it would be neat to see her again. But if we don't, I'm not going to be like, never mind. I hate you, Thunderbolts. You're done. You didn't put Ghost in there. My girl, how dare. Uh, so, but I do think she's going to be in it. I would like to see her. Um, mostly because, you know, and and we all know me, I want to see people's stories about like dealing with their trauma and how they process the things they have been through and watch those, those development arcs being whatever they are. Are they healing? Are they not healing? Where does that go? She had a particularly interesting one that I feel like Marvel hasn't fully explored and her appearing in this movie will give us a chance. will give Marvel a chance to potentially tell a version of this particular type of story that we haven't seen yet. And so I do hope we get to see her for that purpose because Thunderbolts is a perfect opportunity to explore a flip side to some of the types of stories we've already seen. So I do hope she's there. And again, like I've said before, until I see people on the screen, I'm not going to like put money on it, but I, I think she is. I think we are going to see her and that that's what I'm going to manifest into reality. Aaron. I just, I just hope everybody then work themselves into a shoot because at the original like unveiling of this too, they said this is not the entire cast too. So there's like mm-hmm. for, conceivably we're supposed to be other characters in here too that are not. We're not. I hope that's not just Sentry. I hope that there's somebody else that they would be holding back. Um, I mean, 
at this point, I hope that a lot of the stuff that was originally planned makes it into these things, but I have no idea. I, the fact that there are so many conflicting reports makes me think that, yes, that Ghost will be in there, but uh, there's no way to know, you know? I agree. I like I am of the camp, like Jamie said, of like Ghost is my girl. I I did. She was like my favorite part of Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I, I want her to come back. I I also just purely think she needs to come back to have some sort of differentiation in powers for the team, because if you take her out of the equation, you are literally just getting super soldiers with guns and shields. Like that's basically the rest of the roster that we already know. So I, I would hope that ghost stays in this movie because I feel like her powers are so visually interesting and so different that that would really help the team in an interesting way. But it, it is kind of a valid debate and kind of a valid question when we don't entirely know. This is why I will never uh, like the, there, there have been people, including people at our website, who who think that James Gunn tweets a little too much about the DCU. But I do love the fact that he can debunk a rumor within like thirty minutes of it coming up. Whereas, like we have been in this kind of limbo of not knowing whether or not Ghost is in this movie for like a year. So we'll just have to wait and see. But to Jamie's point, there is another um, piece of news that could potentially hint at Ghost being in this movie. If you don't want spoilers for Thunderbolts or potential spoilers for Thunderbolts, mute us until the commercial break, just to be safe. Um, but there is a production weekly listing, which a lot of these are usually grain of salt. They they kind of end up being not, not necessarily accurate, but some of them are. Uh, so the production weekly listing lists Lawrence Fishburne and Rachel Weiss as returning people in Thunderbolts. Like I said, take it with a huge grain of salt. But Jamie, I know you have a lot of feelings about this. Well, I just think if Lawrence Fishburne's back, then that that does mean we're going to get ghosts. Like their their relationship was a huge part of Ant-Man and the Wasp. It'd be weird to see him back without her unless we're doing like a what if situation. Put him in a suit. Um, but I but the real news here is that Rachel Weiss. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> she is mother. I love her so much. I, I just adore her. And you guys know how much I love Black Widow and just any connection to that movie thrills me. Uh, but also, oh, Larry Fishburne is phenomenal. I just watched Deep Cover for the first time. Highly recommend to all of you if you haven't seen it. Great film, wild film. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would, I hope both of these names are true because they're just two phenomenal actors that will elevate anything they're in. Can I give you like a small spicy take uh, appetizer here? Go before for it. Yeah. I think later is yeah. that now you need to pay attention to who gets cast and what if. Like if you're mm, if you're playing yeah. inside baseball behind this stuff, who was in the most recent season of What If? Lawrence Fishburne and Rachel Weisz. I would pay a lot of attention to who gets comes back for uh, season three this year or next year when it happens because it would seem as though Marvel Animation is running a stealth recruiting effort under all of our noses to get people back for things. Um, so, you know, I, and also I'm excited too. The last time we talked to Rachel, she was just like, I think that she's still just farming her pigs. Liar, liar, <laughs> <laughs> liar, hooray. So it's a, it's a W that that's great. I don't know what role she would play in this thing. I know her would be sort of husband and daughter in the mortal danger. Is she going to swoop in in the third act and fly off something exploding? I sure hope so. See, I was not thinking that ambitiously. I was just thinking, like, they go to her pig farm and, like, just kind of have a conversation. Like, it's just, like, a little bit part, which would There's be great. There's another dinner? There's <laughs> yeah. another dinner? Why not? Like, a team <laughs> team dinner, team bonding at Melina's house. Like, why not? <laughs> Nicole, how do you I, feel? I, 
I'm hoping for an army of super pigs. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's Thunderbolts. Let's go full weird, Marvel. Let's do it. I, honestly, I'm just more shook that it's taken Jamie this long to see deep cover. <laughs> Listen, there are a lot of movies. I, I can't, you know, I know sometimes I haven't seen a, some of them. <laughs> but that one's amazing. Jamie, so come on. Like, usually you've seen, seen all the movies. I've seen I've seen the movie. I I have seen first. I mean, man, I'm like, I feel like maybe I got a point today. I don't know. Maybe if I hadn't seen the movie. I think I have it on VHS somewhere. (laughs) I do have to say, I do feel great when I have seen a movie that Jamie has not. Like when I check Letterboxd and Jamie has not liked a movie, it does feel great. (laughs) But Jamie is like out, out circling us in terms of watching movies at any given time. So, and we love you for it. One point to my (laughs) roster. It's the one point that I have, but I am taking it. I am up to 63 this month. So that is amazing. God. You you deserve <laughs> a medal. That is so impressive. I'll take um, it. Oh my gosh. So we are going to take a quick mo- one minute break. And when we come back, we have Deadpool 3, Captain America 4, and a lot of other news. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Phase Zero, where it feels like we cannot go a week without talking about Deadpool 3 in some capacity. So we have a reported synopsis for the movie. Jamie, take it away. Oh, Deadpool 3, here we go. That effing irresponsible hero Deadpool will change the history of the MCU with Wolverine? Uh, I mean, that's that's it. I feel like that's we kind of know all that information, but it's cute. And that's it. What do you guys think? Like the Deadpool 2 synopsis, I cannot quote it, but I remember it being the most like ridiculous, superfluous thing ever. So these are always with a grain of salt. These are always kind of just having fun with the concept of a synopsis. But this was also, if I remember correctly, on like an international Disney page. Like this might not be fully circulated, but this was something that did catch a lot of attention. So yeah, I I don't know. It's describing the movie that we already know we're getting. So and it's, it's telling us nothing more outside of that. The, the the Deadpool two description on Disney Plus is bad. You know what? You should go look at that, Jamie. There, it's hysterical. It, it matches the movie, but only like tertiarily. So we're in for something cool. It reminds me of like Atlanta or like Rick and Morty. Those descriptions for the episodes. Well, this one's about pizza, bro, and that's all you get. And then it's like the most crushing thing you see that week. And I'm like, oh god. So I don't know. It's it's very very funny that it because isn't it out of translation too? Didn't it go up on like a Marvel? Like, yeah. So Ryan in the chat said that it's from Marvel Studios Japan. There we so, go. So yeah. So even then, it could be translated and could <laughs> not be a direct translation of what the synopsis is. But who knows? It, it yeah. just sounds like the most Deadpool possible description that you could get for this. And it yeah, it, to me this tracks. This tracks. Yeah, I feel like there's nothing more to say about it. I don't know. I, I feel like we're going to be talking a lot more about Deadpool 3 in the very near future. So we'll, we'll just save those conversations Wait, for that day. Oh, Ryan, did go we, on. Did we or, talk Aaron, about like the changing the, the history of the MCU part of this whole thing? Oh, no. Was, yeah, when, like, I feel like R- Ryan Reynolds has kind of been like teasing that anyway. Yeah. And that could yeah. mean so many things. And for me, I think it just means that they're changing the history of the MCU by bringing Deadpool into it 
yeah. after, like, because the first two Deadpools aren't a part of it. And at most, we're changing the history of the MCU because we're bringing in more X-Men actors to lead up to their big fight in Secret Wars. Like, that's what sure. I think it means. I still just assume it's just time travel, timey-wimey sort of stuff. Like, I didn't think too much about it. I also, like you said, with the Deadpool 2 synopsis, it could technically be true, but we won't know the full extent until the movie's even out. So There's a five-second uh, thing where they go back to Thor the Dark World again, and that's it. That's the only time they visit their capacity into you. That's it. Okay. All right. Categorically true. Sure. I'm still hoping they're changing the history by making it a musical. That would be the dream. That would be <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I just I just need singing Wolverine, please. We know Hugh Jackman would want to do it if oh, given I, I want sad, grumpy Wolverine singing about his life, music man style. Please and thank you. Hugh Jackman, I love you. That that's all I gotta say. Yes. And I'm glad BD's not here to shut that down because if BD was here, he'd be like, <laughs> No, no musicals. <laughs> I will fight him. <laughs> I yeah. begged and I pleaded. And I desperately wanted Rogers the musical and I helped manifest into reality. And now I want this. And if I can get a duet between singing Wolverine and Taylor Swift Dazzler, I will leave this plane of existence. You will never see me again. <laughs> we are a pro musical podcast when BD is not here. So we're, we're, we're sticking. <laughs> Fight me, BD. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, moving on from Deadpool, because like I said, I feel like we're going to talk about it a lot in the very near future. Um, there's some Cap 4 details that have come up. Aaron, go ahead. Sure. Uh, in my own personal corner, longtime viewers of Phase Zero know that I, I like to joke around about major costumes, major developments, weird castings and the like being revealed via product images. And this week we had a doozy because Captain America, Brave New World, Captain America 4 was supposed to come out this year. It's coming out next year, but them toys gotta get made. So uh, Funko's Marvel Collector Corps box card mm -hmm. for Sam Wilson is out and it has the new suit. We're not going to show it to you, but uh, you know, my man's got a new suit. And uh, if you look at it, it looks very much like the, the full front profile of the suit he's wearing when he's talking to Harrison Ford in his ripped pants. Um, so that's interesting. It looks a lot better than some of the other set photos of that other thing that was going on that I'm not going to, we're not going to show you either. Um, we we surprised anymore by getting Crab Rangoon boxes <laughs> revealing major parts of MCU to us or no? I, I, I had a feeling this was going to happen when this movie is so delayed. Like, <laughs> you cannot stop the toy look, contracts and negotiations. I would not have expected it to happen on the Funko cards because, like, I used to subscribe to some of those boxes and, like, they don't always show the first look at something like that. Like, sometimes it's just the box itself just promoting whatever's the thing next month. But so that box itself is going to come out very soon and who knows what we're going to get from that. So I'm sure we're going to talk about it again on the show. But, oh, sure. yeah, we're just keeping the Crab Rangoon prophecy alive it's, it's also it, it's a nice suit it it looks exactly like what i would have expected it to look like so i'm just kind of like cool all right i am as a nick spencer uh catch america fan i am a little sad about the white going away a little bit a little sad about it but i understand some people didn't like it so yeah what are you gonna I feel do? like they had to change the suit again because we're oh we gotta know. sell action figures yeah. it was yeah. gonna change no matter what we have to like, sell new hot toys new action figures all of those things brandon so. davis has to have new product the spice yes. must flow yes <laughs> <Jamie>. <laughs> It'll always be funny to me where these where the Disney Plus shows are like all leading up to this final episode suit oh, drop, yeah. and then it's like, but next time you see him, 
it's going to be different anyway. So yeah. uh, I, I never, I've never been one to like really pay attention to the suit changes uh, with the exception of, of maybe Wanda because yeah. Yeah, she never really yeah, had nice. one uh, for the most part. I just like, cool. Yeah. I like toys, whatever. Cat. That's, that's cap right there. Yeah, all I know is that when my kid sees this, he's gonna come with a list of what it because you know, cap is cap is everything and uh RIP my wallet. <laughs> oh, goodness. oh my gosh. Rip to me being able to tell all of them apart in Secret Wars for people who are like there's too much white. I'm like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna love trying to figure out which one of these for Captain America is the Sam Wilson and Secret Wars. At least Wars. he'll be flying. Like, that That helps kind of differentiate. Hopefully. Name oh, badges man. or something. Like, name badges are a sticky <laughs> note. This guy, this guy, not that guy, this guy. Yeah. I, like, Lanyard. like, this has happened with Phase 5 stuff. Like, all of the X-Men 97 <clears throat> toys have been at Target for, like, almost a year now, I feel like. So mm -hmm. it's like, I knew this was going to happen. It'll just be interesting to see if this happens beyond the Marvel Collector's Core box of, like, if we get anything else that we're not supposed to get. Because this movie's still, like, almost a year away. So we'll have to see. Speaking of things that we might not necessarily be, are supposed to get right now, uh, Daredevil Born Again has begun filming. And there are a ton of set photos and set videos out on the internet. We will not be showing them here, but they do exist. If you want to avoid spoilers for Daredevil, stay vigilant because they are everywhere. Um, it's at the point where there's literally a set video where like you can hear the dialogue off of the monitor, which is kind of impressive. Um, so how do we feel about the fact that those are out there and that they're kind of being this okay with people filming. I think, I feel like it, you know, there are certain things that they are showing us that I'm glad that they're showing us in just in terms of, okay, it's good to know that thing, but there are certain things that I don't, I don't want to see. There are certain things that I hope are left as a surprise. And at this point, it's hard to say I could be maybe because it seems like they're really filming right on the streets of Hell's Kitchen that it's kind of impossible to keep that a secret. And I like the idea that they're like really going for it in New, in New York kind of a business. But I also feel like, uh, I, I don't know. I think, remember when we just like, things used to be a surprise and that was nice. <laughs> I, I, it's just impossible these days. And, and, and like, why, why? I don't know if it's just because people have drones now or <laughs> because people will just do anything for a click, but it is kind of, I, I'm like, I, I can't, I can't, I'm, how can I be afraid to get on Twitter because of this? I'm afraid to find out who the real agent Argyle is before the movie comes out. That's <laughs> why, why am I like, why do I care about that? But I do. And I can't even go on Twitter because I'm afraid of it. That's so, good to uh, know. Cause now I will be avoiding Twitter along with you. Cause I also don't want to know who the real <laughs> is. It has become such a point of contention in our household. Like I do not want to know until I see it myself. Um, I honestly almost feel like some of these set photos, like it's ended it's ending up being like a blessing in disguise because after the creative overhaul and all of the changes that have been reported and everything i think letting the daredevil fandom be able to see physically like here is what we're filming you are getting what you want i'm sure is kind of proving to be a good thing at the end of the day even though we don't know when the show is coming out we don't know the context of any of those scenes i'm sure it is helping in a roundabout way um but yeah aaron nicole how do you feel about it uh, Jenna, there, there are parts of the internet where there is still uh, plenty of contention about certain elements of Daredevil Board again that they are oh boy. arguing about. Um, I'm not going to get into those here because we are a year away from the show. We'll have plenty of time to argue about those later. But between that 
and some of the other stuff floating around about the show. I'm just like, I, I it, 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 I laid it out earlier in the year. Like this is a gift and a curse because you want practical effects. You want everything to be shot <clears throat> in real life. Well, that means that any looky loo with a freaking camera phone is going to show you half of what they're doing while they're in plain sight. Like I could not believe like Spencer Perry at our site was like, the security just doesn't exist. It just doesn't exist because like people are following people to their trailers. <laughs> people are just showing images of like whatever. And I'm just like, man, like Jim Viscardi laughed and said, we're going to be able to like just make a flip book yeah. of the first episode and a half of the show from all the footage that is out there on the Internet. And that's probably true. That's not going to be the exact same as seeing the episodes, but it would be nice, as Jamie said, to not have everything just thrown out in front of you immediately. Um, I mean, but it can't hurt. There is some like real guerrilla marketing. I think Jenna, you're absolutely right. Where they're like, just let the chips hit the fan. Shout out to anybody who's ever watched Doug. Like, just let it happen, <laughs> um, and you should be fine. Uh, but yeah, I, I, th- there's so much stuff in some of those photos that I'm like, clearly this means this. This is this. This is this. And I'm just like, man, really? Ugh. I I don't know. I don't know if I would have wanted to know all this stuff about like Falcon Winter Soldier or Loki or WandaVision. Imagine, Jamie, imagine if they had like shot it like WandaVision in like a regular thing and we had some of those things spoiled to us beforehand. The show hits completely differently. So I don't know. Hopefully it's fine. Nicole, how do you feel about it? I think there's a few things at play here. First of all, I actually don't hate it with this because the Daredevil fans have been probably the loudest fans in the world about wanting something of this saved, brought back, resurrected, whatever it takes, pulling some necromancy stuff to get this show to happen the way they want it. And on one level, I feel like this is a little treat. Like, look, here are the things that you've asked for. You've, you've earned it. But I think there's also a couple other things at play here. Um, I think that we're even for everything that we're seeing, we're not actually seeing a finished product. Like they could be filming like this. I think we're seeing a lot of red herrings to be perfectly honest. Like even though they're filming right there live on the street, who knows what of that is actually going to end up in a final product. Editing is, it's like all writing is rewriting. Filming is reshots. It it really is. And the editing process is going to give us the full story of things. Like we could be seeing stuff in those videos and those photos that never make it to screen. It could all just be a ha ha gotcha. Um, but on top of that, by showing us so much, what are they not letting us see? Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's something to be said of the big, bright and shiny to keep you distracted from the really interesting stuff. And I think there's a ploy there with when you're putting out all the leaks, you're not having to fight people trying to get leaks. And that gives you a different type of security. Um, there, there is something to be said for, for not fighting the people trying to get in your gate and letting them in while you're actually securing stuff somewhere else. And it wouldn't surprise me if a street level vigilante would try that tactic. <laughs> And may- maybe that's what they're actually doing. So I'm not hating this. I think it could just be a very interesting way of keeping the really good stuff secret while at the same time rewarding the, the loyal fans who have been really wanting this for a long time. And at the same time, feeding us to give us something to talk about. Because Lord knows Marvel has not had the best discourse for a little while. And by giving us something really exciting and largely positive with Daredevil, 
it kind of takes a little bit of the narrative and changes it overall for fans and people like us talking about it on a daily, weekly, whatever basis. So I don't hate this. And there are things that even as somebody who's not been a super huge fan of the Netflix Marvel stuff, I, I'm not going to lie. I got really excited seeing everybody really, really happy seeing some of the stuff that we liked. It made me really happy for those fans because it can be hard to be a fan out there these days with people hating on the stuff that you love and seeing fans get a win actually kind of made me emotional. I agree. I also think that like at the end of the day, we are such a small subset of the people who will end up watching Daredevil Born Again. Like as much as Twitter was circulating all of the photos, all of the videos, like there are still going to be so many people who check out that show who have no idea that any of that exists. So we are just a small section of it. And to Nicole's point, it is giving us stuff to talk about. It is giving positivity in the fandom, which is very much needed in certain regards. So I, I think it's just a blessing in disguise. Here's hoping that it doesn't get worse to the point where we then know way too much about the show. But I think that they, right now it's Kind of an okay balance we're actually hysterically we've talked about the set photo something major kind of happened yesterday that yeah. the set photos have completely overshadowed and i was like wow okay that if, if it's gonna do that good because that's bigger than the set photos to me and i will not be elaborating further i will not be elaborating anymore <laughs> um, i have no yeah. idea what you're talking about keep your secrets oh, you, you go you go you go to enjoy that jamie you go you're enjoy. oh i know you oh, oh 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 i do know you're talking about i do know you're talking about <laughs> yeah I, I i don't think i do so someone off off script like yeah. secretly told me was but... it the post on instagram yes yeah yeah you can talk I about that. that i forgot to put that in the rundown you mm -hmm. can talk about that mm -hmm. no don't I, I mean, I struggle with that posted, kind of stuff. Didn't people you? won't want to know. A it's just a person wearing a shirt. Like at the end of the day, like yeah. I feel like that's safe to talk about. It is a person wearing a shirt. But she posted herself, didn't she? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then immediately okay, pulled it down. I'm gonna. And then immediately I'm, pulled it down. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. And immediately pulled it down. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you know, you've seen that shirt before. You guys like. Much to think about. It, Much well, to think about. I, I would have thought it meant nothing if you didn't say that it was taken down. Yeah. Oh, so take it down. That makes me like I just thought it was just a tease, but if you're taking it down, yeah. see that's where they make the mistake. Let it live. Because yeah. that could mean <laughs> anything. <laughs> oh boy. I feel so bad for everyone who has absolutely no idea what we're talking yeah, about. Check really. the check the Marvel vertical on comicbook.com and you will get all of the answers that you need. Um so keeping the Daredevil train rolling. Uh, Jamie has a little piece of news. Oh, yeah. Echo cinematographer Kira Kelly uh, spoke to the direct and uh, just basically some uh, uncertainty about a season two said, um, I'm not sure about that. I feel like the world, you know, anything that we can see Aqua would be amazing, whether it's another season for her or whatever or not. She's in Daredevil in, in the Daredevil show coming up or any other show. I would love any excuse to see Alaka reform again. Uh, yeah, I feel like this makes sense. I mean, we we instantly got the rumor that they're trying to find in the next place for her. And I, I don't know if that will necessarily be a season two of Echo, but I think that she is 100% coming back. So I, I really, at this point, feel like they don't know. So I think this is, but uh, just as uh, they said, yeah, I, I would also like to see Alaka Cox perform again. So uh, this this doesn't feel like anything anything new. I genuinely don't think they know yet if, if Echo is going to get another season. I agree. I like we had this discussion with the whole She-Hulk thing a couple weeks ago. Of, like I have not gone into any of the Marvel shows expecting a season two unless they have explicitly told us otherwise. So I, I, I know I'm going to see Echo in some capacity, regardless of whether it is in Echo season two or something else. So I've, I know I'm going to be content either way. 
I mean, you had the fan base freaking out because she was in New York while they were shooting all this Daredevil stuff. And I'm like, guys, they're still doing promo tour for Echo season one. <laughs> like, I, I I would love that, too. But she, like, has a life and stuff, you know? Um, <clears throat> yeah. Maybe we get... I think because of the reception to it, I think that's a definite candidate for Kevin Feige strolling out there this summer and saying, hey, we're doing Echo season two. But until we hear that, you know, be be thankful. You know she's gonna pop up again. That's the one thing the popularity does do. You you know she's gonna be in something else within the next year and a half. You know, so let's see. I I, I tend to look. I tended to go into Echo, which I absolutely loved um, for a variety of reasons. And y- you all know how I how I get about deaf representation as a person who is hearing impaired. Um, I went into that expecting it to be a limited series with the expectation that that character is going to have a much larger role to play as we get deeper into that particular section of Marvel. And so I'm not surprised that there's not any specific forward motion, nor do I expect there to be with specifically Echo's direct story, because she is a large piece of a much more significant puzzle than just her story. I'm not saying her story is not significant, but I think she is going to be a big important part of a bigger and more important story. And that's what I want for her as a person who wants to see people like myself on screen. I don't want them siloed into their own special stories. I want them part. And I'm going to go cry about this. um, I want them part of the main universe. I want to see the biggest possible stage for them to be on. It's not their own special story where they are. Oh, look at this interesting thing that we gave them. I want to see them up there at the biggest possible story level, carrying their own and being part and integrated in something much larger. And that's my hope for this. I don't want an Echo season two. I want Echo being the main player in the biggest possible story. That's not just hers. So that people like me and younger people like me turn on a Marvel program that is about a big story and see, oh my God, there is an amputee who is deaf using sign and she is a big part of a hero story because when I was a kid we didn't see that we didn't see people signing I'm sorry to be emotional about it but this is really important you're good (laughs) and that's what I want that's what I need I think that's what Marvel needs and I think that we are we are on the cusp of getting that so that's what I want if we don't get an echo season two I'm fine just give me Echo in something big where she is a major player up there with the same level as like Daredevil and all the others. And that's what I'm hoping we're getting. I hope that, that was, spotlight turns that into was beautiful. bloodlight. Oh my gosh. Uh, I have goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say to your point, because I completely and totally agree. I Ryan in the chat also pointed out, like I, I do want to see Echo's family again. And it's like, I don't yeah. necessarily know where we could see them if it's not in an Echo season two, because the laundry list of characters that we have not seen again in the MCU just keeps growing and growing. So it would be nice to have an opportunity to see Biscuits again and see Bonnie again. But it, it, like like to Nicole's point, I completely agree that like Echo should be a part of the larger story going forward. And like, I have hope that she will be. Um, that was so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Um, well, keeping even more Daredevil news, uh, Elodie Young had an interesting comment on Instagram. Aaron, take it away. Um, well, she, uh, a person asked her, where did Electra go? You know, as we're all looking for people from Daredevil to come screaming back into the fold. And she's like, ask them. So she dies and comes back. It's kind of like part of her shtick. 
Yeah. You think we're going to get Elijah Young back again uh, in the, these Defenderverse continuations? Please don't have that woman come back and kill her again. That would not be... <laughs> I would, I'm laughing right now. That's not funny. That's a nervous reaction. That's not cool. <laughs> I, I want her back only to eventually get to the Chip Zdarsky Electra as Daredevil arc because that costume alone is incredible and we deserve to see it in live action. And having Elodie play that version of Electra would be so cool. But I don't know. At this point, with like how much of the Netflix shows is getting brought back, how much they're doing in Born Again, I'm not ruling out anything anymore. I just feel like like they're going to try to squeeze everybody and they can. I do like the ask them response. Uh, you know, the fact that she's replying at all. Um, yeah. Because if I were her and I, if I were on the show a few years ago that for a long time didn't seem like was ever going to return, I would ignore everybody that would get in my comments all the time and ask me about this. I would be so sick of it that no one would get anything from me. So the fact that she's giving something, I'm like, hmm, interesting. I actually have no feelings on this. I mean, I good on her for at least giving them an answer. I would have been like, block, 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 <laughs> block, block. Stop asking me. But, you know, uh, and somebody um, in the comments is like, if Jennifer Garner can come back as Electra, Elodie Young deserves it too. And, you know, honestly, sure, what? Make it a clown car. I'm fine. It's whatever. I mean, I have no idea what we're getting here, but... Also to Aaron's point, like it would, I, it's not funny. That's nervous laughter. Yeah, I kind of am with you there too. At this point, I have no idea what's going on, but good on her for at least responding. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to take another quick one minute break. When we come back, we have some Sony Marvel related news, including a El Muerto update that nobody was expecting. So stay tuned. back to phase zero uh so this is kind of our sony marvel portion of the show to an extent beginning with the fact that madam webb is almost here and dakota johnson has started doing press for madam webb and some of her comments have gone viral to say the very least um she did an interview with entertainment weekly where she said quote i've never really done a movie where you are on a blue screen and there's fake explosions going off and someone's going explosion and you act like there's an explosion that to me was really absolutely psychotic i was like i don't know if this is going to be good at all i hope i did an okay job but I trusted S.J. Clarkson. She worked so hard and she has not taken her eyes off of this movie since we started. Um, she also hosted SNL this past week and during her monologue, she joked, I have a new movie coming out. It's called Madam Web. It's in the Marvel Universe and it's also starring Sydney Sweeney. And so it's kind of like if an AI generated your boyfriend's perfect movie. Um, I, <laughs> It is so funny to me how this has progressed. I have seen many tweets that are like all of her comments about the movie are only making people more incentivized to see the movie. But um, how are we feeling? I know we're a lot of Madam Web defenders on this show. I, I mean, I, I I think that it's, you know, perfectly normal for someone who's never made a movie like this to be like, that's weird because it is. It's if I mean, yeah. especially, you know, for actors. And I think that that's why some people don't want to make these movies because they're just a certain it's not making a movie is kind of a hurry up and wait situation as opposed to like being on a stage. And, you know, you 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 these there's something to be said for the way movies are filmed and actors have to film stuff out of order. And it's just, you, it's not as easy as it looks, I, I'd say. And when you're also like explosion, like, yeah, I, I'd imagine that that's a weird thing to do for the first time. And that is all I'll say about these comments. I just, it is so funny that like, 
Remember that joke? I don't know if you guys remember. BD joked around that she just didn't read the contract when she signed on. She thought this was going to be like a mainline Marvel thing, and then it ended up being Sony, and now I've signed the contract, so now i got to make the movie. And I, it, it's hard to read these things and think she didn't realize this thing wasn't going to be this massive, huge budget thing. She saw her and maybe Sydney and the other two actresses signed on and were like, cool. And it's not these giant things like, Somebody in the comments, like all in the game, mentioned like the volume. They not shooting this on the volume, baby. We doing this like it's two thousand and six. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and some would say that's good. I I kind of like am into that whole kind of yeah. weird thing too. This thing has infinite. Like they used to play movies at our our college on Friday nights in the auditorium that you go to for free. That's paying for the tuition. This has prime yelling at the <laughs> screen with your friends energy. And I wish some of these movies could exist to be like that. Like, I, so what's the weird movie where, oh God, what is the name of that? The Source Code? Like, I, I love that goofy little movie, you know? Like, it's like, oh, that's, that was great. It's sad that a lot of these can't be that. But I, I do understand a little frustration about, like, I've never done this green screen thing before. Like you said, explosion. And I'm like, Power Rangers makes it look so simple. You just flail. Flail, <laughs> girl, flail. What, what were they teaching you at the actual acting place you went to learn how to act? <laughs> Come on. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yes, and yes, Langley, Emilia, Thomas. Yes, the one with the train. Yes. Oh, that Jake one. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. 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 That one's yeah. great. I, I do agree. That is a very fun movie to just kind of chew on and just treat as its own thing. Um, to your point about the MCU of it all, I do remember Sydney Sweeney, I think when she was cast, tagged Marvel Studios in like her casting announcement. Mm-hmm. So I would not be surprised if that is more of a common thing than we realize. But yeah, Nicole, how do you feel about uh, Dakota Johnson's comments? Well, in terms of the the blue screen comment, I, I think that is a genuine reaction to, oh my God, I've never done this before. This is super weird. Because we've, we've seen for other projects, actors saying very similar that the first time you do this, it feels foreign and weird because you're literally, like people talk about reacting to like a tennis ball on a stick. Like that is unnatural acting. Like that's a weird thing. And you don't know how it's going to turn out till you see the finished project. Did I do a good job? Is this even going to look okay? Because you don't know. So I don't think there's anything derogatory or weird. And it's not a concept, a, con- a comment on the quality of the movie. I think it's her just saying, man, that's weird. Like I had no idea. And then the rest of her commentary about, but I trusted my director who was, vi- and I think that's the part that people aren't really paying attention to. She is complimenting the director for their vision and saying, look, I trusted my boss on this because they were focused and it was obvious they knew what they were doing. And I think people need to focus in on that piece of it a little bit more than they are. It's easy. The, 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 the glitzy part is the, was this going to be any good? But the, the bottom part of that quote is what's really important. As for the commentary on Saturday Night Live, I find Dakota Johnson to be one of those people who is just hard to read in general. Like, I think she's got one of those very dry senses of humor. And while that was meant that, I mean, it's Saturday Night Live. It's meant to be funny and meant to poke fun at stuff. And I think that was just a very deadpan, dry, picking up on what people were already saying and like the, the kind of snarky negative comments at people and she was just feeding into that because that's what she was on SNL to do. I don't necessarily think that it's meant to be anything else, but I think when paired with the way she generally speaks and her facial expressions and her delivery of things, it is very easy to read that a different way. 
And I'm just going to say it. I think if it were a male actor doing that, we would not be having this conversation. That is absolutely it's just even a conversation, though. I feel like no. I feel like nothing is, is negative about these comments. No, like nothing. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you oh, know, no, but just, I, I will we're say definitely making some some like, yeah. oh, even she says it's going to be bad. Like, yeah, because Twitter did take the like, I, I don't know yeah. if this is going to be good and kind of like ran with that. And so yes. and like, mm. it, yeah, so that that has become the conversation. That but like to, to everyone's point, like it is a very valid thing to say. Yeah, I I mean, and you know me, I I'd be I'd be quick to to judge, but I, I but I also like, yes, yeah, this seems like a very normal reaction to filming a film for the first time this way. Oh, yeah. And to say in that she's not like she's saying right now, oh, I don't know if it's going to be good. She's saying in that moment where she's that like, moment, yeah, we're about all she's like, so she's reflecting <laughs> yeah. on the experience. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I like, I think the first time I did something like this, my brain was going, is this going to be okay? Am I going to be weird? Is this even going to turn yeah. out all right? And then I watch it and I'm like, oh, that was funny. And people don't think I'm stupid. It, it, when you're doing something for the first time in the moment, of course, you're going to have questions. You're going to have doubt. You're going to wonder, how is this going to turn out? And it's normal when people ask me, hey, what was it like? You're going to tell them what it was like. That's all this was. And then listen, to, read, the rest of the, read the rest of the quote where she talks about trusting the director and gives them a lot of praise because the rest of that interview, because I actually wrote this up for, for the site. She talks about the, the hard work that the director did and how they have been laser focused, like from day one, like it sounds like they are a super workaholic. And I, I mad, I mad respect that. And it makes me hope this movie really does turn out to be better than I think some people expect it to. Cause it sounds like there was a lot of passion put into it, at least from the director's perspective. Absolutely. And then the last bit of Madam Web news is uh, it is officially rated PG-13 for violence slash action and language. So nobody's surprised, right? This seems no, pretty I, reasonable. I wasn't ready, expecting <laughs> rated R Madam Web, you know. <laughs> yeah, With Graven pretty... later this year being rated R, like, who knows? But yeah, this this seems pretty typical. Um, talking about Sony even further, uh, Aaron, take it away. <laughs> Oh man, El Muerto Hive, we're so back. We're so, so <laughs> back. Uh, is it Variety that reported? Yeah. Yeah, Variety reports that it's back in development, even though Bad Bunny is no longer attached to the film. Uh, according to Variety, his conflicting tour and script revisions now have the project back in development, albeit without a star on the books. So you just can't keep an El Muerto down, but no Bad Bunny is sad. That was half of the meme. Like, that's half the movie, because with the comic book character only has two appearances, I am going to see Bad Bunny. I am not really going to see El Muerto. Like, why are we doing it? Go ahead. So I, I, turned, I turned into, like, the meme where I read the headline on comicbook.com, and I was like, El Muerto, back in development. Yeah! Without Bad Bunny. Oh. oh. Like, I literally, like, became that, because, like, I we've talked about how this character has, like, not a lot of appearances. This was a bad bunny venture. <laughs> like, not, like, you know, so I literally was like, huh? Oh. <laughs> that was, that was me. I was talking with Nick Valdez about this yesterday, and, like, he agreed. It's like, this movie almost feels like, I don't know how it can work without Bad Bunny. I, I cannot, off the top of my head, think of anybody who could be cast in the movie that can do everything that is required, be a wrestler, and also have a stark, like, power to them that is not Bad Bunny. So it kind of, it sucks, but it still piques my interest because this movie has still just been the weirdest thing ever. So morbid curiosity still has me intrigued, even if it's not with Bad Bunny. All I want to say is that last week before the show, 
I made a random comment. I go, watch, they're going to announce Bad Bunny is back in production right before we go on. I predicted this a week early. <laughs> I just want to put that out there that I have magic powers where I can see the future. You and Aaron are just, are like, you guys are so... We are oracles. Yes. I'm going to put that out there. We see the future. Your web connects us all. <laughs> That's the movie we need. Yes. That's the movie we need. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so we'll see if El Muerto happens or not. I, again, morbid curiosity. I just kind of want it to happen, but who knows at this point? Um, but yeah, another uh, return or lack thereof that has been reported on this week. Jamie, take it away. Ugh, this is so dumb. Um, so Eric Bana. Eric Bana was on a morning show, Fifi Feb and Nick for breakfast. And I guess that they decided to ask Eric Bana if he would ever return as the Hulk. Like, listen, that's something we would probably do if we were talking to Eric Bana because we like to bring up comic book roles. We're comicbook.com. I can't judge someone for doing this, but Ang Lee Hulk was released in 2003. That was 21 years ago, and it was infamously panned. People hated that movie. And, you know, I've seen it a couple times since. There are some things to enjoy about this movie. Uh, it is uh, very stylized. I love Eric Bana. I was a big old crush on Eric Bana when I was in high school. But to ask, so he, and he just, so they asked him about a Hulk return. He goes, I can't see it. I can't see it. Yeah, of course you can't see it because you did it 21 years ago and nobody liked it. Uh, like, well, yeah, I'm sure he's like, it's like, where's McCall? I, I feel like you'd be more likely to see Edward Norton as Hulk again than to see Eric Bana as Hulk again. Although, let me tell you, we talk about this a lot. We talk about, let's see Nick Cage and Wesley Snipes showing up in Secret Wars. It would be pretty funny if Eric Bana popped in there. That would be pretty freaking funny. But also, if Eric Bana showed up in Secret Wars, I feel like anyone under the age of 30 wouldn't understand what was happening. So I, I do agree with you, but I also like I have held the mindset for a while that like he would absolutely kill it as a maestro. Like that version of Hulk would be really cool to see if he was playing it. And I feel like that would be the perfect kind of way to bring him back through the multiverse, but not have it just be a redundant version of the Ang Lee Hulk. But I do not blame him at all for not wanting to come back and not picturing how he could come back because like you said, it's it, it was lifetimes ago at this point that he even played the character. I'm going to admit something a little embarrassing. I forgot Eric Bana existed. Dang. <laughs> Understandable. But it's not intentional, but dude, that was a whole, that was a whole lifetime ago. And it's no, don't disrespect. Like, cause I, I'm pretty sure I've seen him in stuff since then, but. Nicole, you're not like me where you watch Troy like once a year. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't remember if I've seen Troy, like, come on. Get your eyes on it. Is it good? No. Is it a delight? A feast? Yes, it is. You're going to watch and be like, they're in that? They're in that? What's happening? Look at all those bronze bodies. Am I, I recommend. Am I going to be playing, ooh, bingo? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then I might have to. But I'm like, I literally, like, Maria, I'm like, dude, I forgot he exists. He, he got some gems under his belt. I'm looking at these movies. I was like, Munich? man, like, what happened uh, afterwards? Yeah. You know? I'm legitimately looking at some of this stuff and I'm like, wait, what? He was in he was in the 2022 Chippendale Rescue Rangers? What? <laughs> they should have had him play his Hulk in that as yeah. one oh, of the rejected like the rejected Sonic. They would have Oh been my friends. gosh. Um, I will 
Honestly, the, the chat is like coming out in droves for Troy. There are a lot of Troy fans in the chat. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Bryce. What we're talking 2009 about. Star Trek. Uh, yeah. yeah Eric Bannon had too. a role yeah. there for a while. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. But yeah. I think I actually do own this, believe it or not. <laughs> that that cover <laughs> looked very, very familiar. I, or or maybe Deshaun owns it. And I just haven't like, because his, his collection <laughs> and my collection are in separate drawers because he's got some stuff and I'm like what what <laughs> you broke Aaron Aaron is just away <laughs> I was gonna ask you Aaron how do you feel about the the comments about the Hulk return well now that I'm thinking about Troy I, I would really <laughs> I would really think it's interesting because time does rehabilitate all of this stuff like you can't tell me that either him as the maestro or him as like the smartest Hulk would not be funny and everybody be like oh come on you didn't even do anything you're just you're just a smart guy in a, in a lab coat you don't even transform anymore and he'd be like I, I i have feelings like he's just the guy who gets told i know you're playing galaga in the corner by a weird alternate tony stark great bit <laughs> on two levels um yeah I, but i understand why he's like i'm not checking for that like first of all how long how, it's been so what 21 years the last thing yeah. he's in yeah it's been man you gonna ask me to even try to even get in remotely movie star shape? Just even kind of after all that? No. He did no address that in the interview, and he was like, "Well, since it's mostly CGI, that's not really a problem." Like he did oh. make a steroid joke, but it's like, yeah, I feel like if he were to even come back, it would just be all CGI. He would not. He would just have to do the mocap. But who knows at this point? I love that this has pivoted to just a Troy discussion. <laughs> this has just been uh, great. I, my thing is, how do we get Jennifer Connelly back in here? Yeah, and then absolutely, uh, and yeah. then some weird Paul Bettany crossovering. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. But Jennifer Connelly was was great in that movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so again, I'm not defending Angley's Hulk, but it's also there are worse comic book movies than that yeah. as well it's it's bottom tier but not the bottom uh you know the worst comic book movie ever made it, it's really tragic is also the only comic book movie that has john travolta in it and that's really hard for me to accept but what can you do that's just plus. <laughs> oh my gosh well so to wrap things up today we have another aaron spicy nugget of the week uh take oh. it away Oh boy. Oh man. Today's been full of funny things. Goodness yes. gracious. I thought that spicy nugget would be the time. I don't know if we're beating Troy, Eric Banna discourse, but <laughs> no. Daniel RPK reported that there is an Iron Fist project in development. So you Defenders fans, you were having the greatest 2024 imaginable. Like Adam Barnhart has been levitating since <laughs> mid-November. Like right around Thanksgiving. He's just been in the air. Now, there is some discussion, if not, that it would be, you know, a female version of the hero, like Colleen Wing. If you remember any Iron Fist, go ask Adam about it. If you don't, he'll be happy to regale you one day. We will, if if we ever do Weird Defenders rewatch, we'll have Jamie give you a synopsis of all of Iron Fist that we're going to have to write down <laughs> have for to her. watch Iron Fist. Yeah, no, we'll yeah. write it down for you. We'll try. We'll try. <laughs> we'll workshop it. But I was going to ask. Do you like the live action Colleen Wing? Do you like the idea of an animated Iron Fist? Have you thought about these Defenders characters getting integrated more? What, what's everybody thinking? 
I, I, I'm on board with this given the context. I don't necessarily believe that we might get an Iron Fist show. I feel like this is kind of a grain of salt thing, but that feels like a character and a type of the, like a part of lore that we could see in some capacity. I know a lot of people have suggested, Adam included, that like that could be part of Shang-Chi too or something like that, which that would be really cool. And yeah, if it was Colleen Wing, I would completely be on board with that. Like that would work for me. Jamie. I am yeah. always um, going to be pro more women heroes in live action. And so I, I and again, I'm with, I'm with Jenna. I don't know if we're going to get a, another iron fist, like separate entity kind of thing, but, and I also like the idea of it being with a Shang-Chi two type of situation, but it definitely should be Colleen Wing. And I would be hundred percent behind it specifically as live action. I, I would like to see this character not shunted off to, um, animation nothing was wrong with animation by any stretch i think animation is fantastic and marvel animation has been great but i'm i'm always going to be please give me more female heroes particularly female heroes from other pockets of like cultures and stories and in live action with important roles to play jamie how do you feel i have no opinion on this i haven't seen the show uh, I, I, it would be wrong of me to say that I have an opinion. Uh, it's not negative. It's not positive. It's, uh, if that's what the people want, give them what they want. I'll just say that. So diplomatic. I, I love it. I appreciate it. Um, well, so that's it for today's phase zero. I think this has been a lot of fun. Very chaotic. Um, just 10 out of 10 across the board. Uh, Jamie, you're at the top of the board. So is there anything you want to leave the viewers with today? Oh, go watch Troy. Uh, you know, I did see that multiple times in theaters when I was 13. You know how hard it is oh to go see a radar movie when you're 13 and get different adults to take you. But I managed. I somehow managed. And Layla's like, but you haven't logged on Letterboxd. I joined Letterboxd in 2021. I had 31 years of life before that. I can't go be logging everything from the first 31 years of my life. Uh, but now I do want to rewatch Troy and I could talk Troy all day. Troy podcast coming February 2023. <laughs> all Troy all the time. Follow me on Letterboxd at Jamie Jarek. Aaron. It's at so Lake Hornet on Twitter. Uh, I would be down for the Jamie Jarek uh, Troy podcast. I saw it <laughs> during school hours multiple times for our programming at the at the high school for some sort of BS. Hey, you guys learn about Greek history, right? Here's Brad Pitt. And I was like, okay, sounds great. So I've seen it like eight gajillion times, completely down. Also in a fun post-credit scene, apparently Marvel.com has released an interview with Brian Andrews from Marvel Animation that said he wanted to have Kiss in freaking What If Season wow. 2. And the world that we live in is unfair. The world we live, and I have we killed won. Jamie's attention span. That's why I saved it for the end. There you go. Do Jay. you guys know like what a big Kiss fan I am? Oh, oh I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. I will also That's say the for, for the quote right there. Hell yeah! For the <laughs> listeners who might not be aware, Kiss did have a Marvel comic. It was a whole thing. Stanley mm-hmm. like coordinated it with them. They like put drops of their blood in it. It was a huge gimmick. So that would have been awesome. Oh my gosh. Can I just say, Ad, uh, if you have not watched Audience, go watch Scooby-Doo and the Rock and Roll Mystery with Kiss. It is an amazing animated 70-minute Scooby special. It's, I'm like, I'm like, is Troy good? No. Is Scooby-Doo and the Rock and Roll Mystery actually good? Yes. Go watch it. It's amazing. 
You heard it here first, folks. Oh, man. Um, it's going to be so bad. <laughs> Aaron, did you plug your, your socials? I can't even remember if you did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay, good. Um, Nicole, what would you like to leave the listeners on today? You can find me on the site formerly known as Twitter at Life in Polaroid. And I am going to plug our last, hopefully for now, episode of Riptide Radio, the Percy Jackson podcast. The finale episode of season one was this week. And dude, we had some incredible interviews. We talked about an incredible episode and you can watch that over on the comic book nation site. And please do because Liam Crowley worked super hard to put that together. And we had such a fun time breaking that down. And if you thought I got crazy passionate today, I got passionate and emotional in that one too. So please check that out. Hell yeah. Um, it's at, Hey, it's Jenna Lynn on social media for me, as always go read some comics and don't forget to follow the show at phase zero CB. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube, subscribe to us on the podcast platform of your choice, leave a review. If you have the ability to do so, um, that's where you will just kind of get all of the updates about the show, including our upcoming bonus episodes. We have some really cool things planned. So yeah, just keep an eye on that and we will see you very soon with another episode. So thank you guys for listening.